Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. And welcome back, Nathan Winters. Glad you're here, man. It's good to see you again. So have you taken a vacation yet? No. It's summertime. No. You, you have one planned. I want to. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have a trip. Uh, to DC in two weeks, but that's a work trip. Yeah, no, that's and, not a vacation. Uh, it's not same. So I enjoy being in all those historical places. Okay, so I'm going to speak work. for your wife here. You're going to have to carve out a block out of some time here. You know what she's doing? She's going back to see her family the oh, same week since okay. I'm not going to be around in California. So they get a You're vacation. Different, different. Yeah, I know. Coast, opposite man. coast. Yeah, you you need to get some carve out time. But I, you know, I tell our staff all the time. It's like, listen, I am not responsible to make sure that you carve out time, but carve out time. Yes, because you know yeah. we. Those of us in the ministry, you're you're big time in the ministry. You pour out, pour out, pour out. Yeah. We are not built for that. Right. We've got to sometime, and I'm I'm the world's worst. So I I'm telling you this because I'm yeah. terrible at it. Right. But to take some time, I, I don't know if you remember last year we went um we went camping and I came back and I was I got my bucket filled by listening to Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, remember that we was talked so about that? Good. Yes, I do. And I there's a lot of people that actually got that or listened to it on right. tape. And, and this year, Mary Kay and I have another book that, uh, someone's challenges with Pilgrim's progress, like, I think. Okay. And so we're going to probably listen to that, but I'm looking forward to I it. I want to hear so. how that goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that yeah. too. So, but you kind of like the Pilgrim's progress. I love it. You know, Galen last night for the first time. So this is on Amazon prime. Okay. Um, they have, it's like a modern cartoon, you know, it's not the old little, uh, clay action things or whatever. Okay. It's a really well done movie on oh. Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, wow. And I watched it with my children. It was so good. Huh. You can see the analogies, uh, that John Bunyan was writing about. You can see them so clearly. And it, you know, I, I so they put the whole thing into like two hours. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. A, it's, it's, it's just to listen to it. It's uh, good. Right. Eight to probably twelve hours. Yeah, they had to cut big chunks of it out. Okay, but um, but still got the essence of right, that. right, and it was so well done. Yeah. One of the wonderful things, I, and this this is something that I talked with my children about afterward. I pointed out the fact that the Christian life it is wonderful to have the burden of sin rolls away uh, off your shoulders and to to know that you are walking the path that God wants you to walk. Yeah, but it also is a clear picture of the fact that that path still has adversity on it. Yep. And that adversity comes in a lot of different ways. No kidding. Well, it was all, so good. That's good. It's, it's good because we all have adversity. This world is full of adversity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking in the news and there's still more adversity for our friend down in, in Denver trying to bake cakes. His, his, he's back in the news again. You, I know. You got information his, on Yeah, us? his name is Jack Phillips. Okay. And, uh, you know, by the way, we're pretty close. We're just uh, 13 miles over the border from Colorado. I think he's in Thornton. Okay. Um, I th- I think it would be wonderful if a bunch of people from Cheyenne just flooded into his cake shop. And bought some cakes. And yeah. bought whatever yeah. he has there, yeah, you know. Sure. That's a good idea. Um, I think he has stopped making wedding cakes just because of the fact that that's oh. been the, the hinge. But So that's how he gets away around it. It's just like, yeah. okay, no wedding cakes at all. Yeah. You know, the church may have to do that, no weddings at all, because there's, there's right. <laughs> the same-sex weddings are coming to our 
front Ex- doors as well. Exactly. Um, you know, the the New York Times uh, had a headline. One of the uh, uh, not the New York Times, the Washington Post, and it was called a religious freedom time bomb that's huh. ticking. And the guy made the statement that the time bomb is ticking very loud. And he is hmm. not pro religious freedom, from what I understand. But what he's saying in the 2015 decision called the Obergefell decision, okay. where same sex marriage was um, legalized, right? Uh, Justice Alito and several others pointed out that, let me remind us all, that's a, that was a 5-4 decision. Okay. So it's as close as you can get. Um, but Justice Alito pointed out that there are real threats, there are real concerns regarding religious freedom. Right. And so, and sure enough, these are we're starting to look at that. And so if you look at how this will play out into the future, you know, I, I find this interesting. It's just like... I'm jumping subjects a little bit, but it it leads back to where we're going. Just recently, we have heard people in the press saying, you know how we've talked about something called critical race theory? Sure. Um, There have been people in the news saying, oh, there's nothing to see here. It's not real. This is just a made up. People are waking up to this. Exactly. Yeah, they are. And And the more people. They're probably listening to our podcast. That's what it is. (laughs) You know what what it is. They're all You are the man. Someone has to say that. It's awesome. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> you are, but I mean, really to explain this and people, but people unpack it and it's like, yeah. Whoa, I, that's not what I believe. I don't right. believe in making victims. That's not what we want to do. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what critical race. There are people does. on both sides of the aisle that see how bad that is. Yeah. But, and so the moment, uh, these, these issues are raised and people start to realize how bad it is, mm-hmm. people start backtracking and saying, Oh no, no, that's that you, you heard us wrong. Um, you're, this is an invented, this is a tempest in the teapot. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And yet really what was being pushed was as bad as everyone was saying. Yeah. And so the same thing is kind of happening here with this whole discussion regarding religious freedom. Okay. Back in 2015, we have to remind people sometimes transgenderism was not part of the conversation at the time. And we were talking about just people having the chance to, to, to be married. It was going to be this limited thing. This is how it was being billed to us. Well, here, six years later, yeah. um, the whole landscape has changed. Okay, so I, I got to hit a pause button and, yeah. and do my own little yeah. jump into a different waffle box. Yeah. But uh, this last uh, weekend, we have, of course, I don't know when this is going to air, but on July 4th, we had three retired military on stage. Um, one was, uh, 33 years retired air force, one 24 years retired, um, um, Navy. And then the other, uh, retired air force as well. And they're very decorated in their careers or they attend church here. And I just thought they did a fabulous job of framing the questions and bringing it. But there was a video we showed and I showed it not necessarily to say, this is what I believe, but I'm saying, this is what, this is what our military is fighting for when it comes to freedoms. And it was by General Milley. He's the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Oh, yeah. He's the highest military guy yeah. there is in, in America right now. Wow. And his voice is on this, basically saying, this is why we fight. And we fight for, you know, gay and straight and black and white and men and women and Muslim and, you know, and uh, Catholic and Protestant and, you know, everybody. Mm-hmm. This is, we fight for the liberty. And mm-hmm. so, and it was interesting to me, it, it kind of, challenged me and one of the guys unpacked that and he said you know it's it's like we fight for these freedoms and um but what our challenge is that we need to exercise our own freedom as mm-hmm. a church as a, right. our own because everybody else is sharing their ideas right, right. Exactly. okay so 
Now let's jump back into the waffle box where you're going, because where to me, where this really, we all have freedoms, but it's like, we're free, but we're, we have differences in how we're going to explain that freedom. Yeah. And the two places, it seems to me that this is going to be played out. Um, and, and, and I don't know, you can tell me how we're supposed to navigate this because we've tried to, but one of the places going to be played out is in, is our children's minds. Agreed. What goes into their minds and what they're taught. That's, it's like, you, you know, okay, you have the freedom to teach whatever you want to teach. Well, I have the freedom to push back on that. Agreed. Sort of. But, you know, as we've, we've tried to push back on some things and, um, got, I think nowhere. You think we've done more that I'm going to go with yeah. you. I'm going to draft off your positive, <laughs> your positive guy. I appreciate that. Yeah. But there, that's where it's being played out. And I think it's a terribly unfair place for it to be played out right. fighting for the minds of our kids. Right. It's like, you can have your opinion at home. I can have my religion at home, but whenever your idea that to, to bring in critical race theory to my child's mind or to identify as a, as a, some gender that they're not born as, right. um, that is playing on that mind that I was like, okay, well, I also have the freedom to speak to that. Right. And, you know, I don't know. That's, that's one place that I see. The other place that I see, and we saw this uh, in another administration, um, that it, the, the same-sex marriage was in, back in 2015. It was coming to our, the church's doorstep. Yes. Um, under Trump, that whole administration had a kind of, it, it just kind of disappeared. It went away for a while. Right. The conversation shifted. The conversation shifted, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's it's back again, and in, and even threatened, um, you know, to say if if a pastor and I'd like for you to fill this blank in. So if a pastor says, you know, I, I consciously object to marrying two males right. in in holy matrimony, mm-hmm. because what God's word says or how I translate God's word, this is my my conviction. Mm-hmm. Then um, then um, if they want to go get married somewhere else, that's fine. But if you don't have them married here, then then this church is going to suffer consequences possibly. Right. Is, is that what's kind of coming in? I think you're right. What, what you've just said, it all uh, uh, joins together very well, but there's so much depth in there because you talked about children and how it seems like there is a push to move our children a certain direction. Yeah. And then we came back and talked about religious freedom and then the state of the church today. Yeah. And so there's a lot to unpack, but first of all, let's just talk about... Take the f- one you, you want to unpack oh, before. Yeah. Well, <laughs> children, <laughs> Okay. Uh, the reason why it matters so much, what our children are taught, is you go all the way back through church, not just church history, but through world history. Yeah. And people recognize that if you can grab a generation of people yeah. and change their mind into whatever you want them to believe, then, um, then, then you can actually take over that entire country. And we know that to be true. I mean, you go back to the book of Daniel. Daniel was taken as a captive as a young man, and all of the uh, children of Israel, the young people from Israel, and they were taken into the courts of Nebuchadnezzar, uh, king of Babylon. The reason for that is because Nebuchadnezzar wanted to change those young Jewish people into a Babylonian mindset. And so people have recognized this for generations. And part of the problem today, when we talk about our system, our education system, and the public school system, is that the people who lead that are the ones that are going to have the most impact on your children's minds. And that's the reason why we have to focus on what our children are being taught. You know, I think, you know, every time we do a child dedication, we've got one coming up this next weekend, and I always read Deuteronomy chapter 6, because I think a lot of parents... You know, I've heard this a lot. You've probably have heard it too. You know, I'm going to let my child figure out whatever they want to believe they can oh, believe. Okay. Tragic. God had a different 
different plan. Definitely. Deuteronomy chapter 6, I think it's like in verse 12 or something. I'll do my best to quote it. But it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Teach these things to your children. Write them on your foreheads. Write them on your, your, your doorposts. Talk about them as you walk along the road, as you lay down, as you get up. And, and it goes on and on basically to say, take these principles that God is one and, and impart this to your children. Be right. very intentional. Right. This whole idea that, that uh, yeah, you can just raise your children however and let them kind of go where, whichever. God says something different. He says, Agreed. be atten- intentional right. on this. And so every time we have a child dedication, I read that and I say, guys, um, I'm, I'm going to ask you today to commit to raising your child in the ways of the Lord. Cause I think that's what we're doing as a child dedication. Right. We're saying, Lord, we recognize this child is yours. Mm-hmm. And we as parents are going to, going to, you know, impress the things of God onto this child's right. heart and mind. Is, and, and they obviously have to free will to under, to choose or not, but they're going to be exposed to the things of God Great. and Jesus, uh, relationship with Jesus Christ when they're old enough to understand it. Right. So, those are the things that I think child education is all about. And I'm, I'm always thrilled because our stage is usually full of parents and grandparents and the whole church said, yeah, we that's know, wonderful. It's a, it's a wonderful picture, but that's being challenged. Right. Exactly. And we well, have to, we all know, know that we don't want to raise our children to be anarchists. Yeah. For sure. But in many ways, that is the uh, narrative that some will buy into. Um, they'll just find their own way. Well, you wouldn't say that about any other topic. Yeah. Um, e- I mean, they may not go the way that you want them to go, but you still have the responsibility. That is a parental responsibility to train up their child in the way they should go yeah. um, so that when they're old, they'll not depart from it. When right. when you look at that principle, though, I, my little girl, when we had first adopted her, she was just a little girl, and uh, we were out of the t-ball field. This is back when we lived in Thermopolis. And um, it was like having the largest sandbox you could imagine. The infield, it was all sand. Okay. And so she could have cared less about the t-ball game. She was off kind of in midfield, and uh, she was on her knees, and she was running her hands in the sand and throwing it in the air. Yeah, perfect. She had turned herself into a sugar cookie. (laughs) Well, anyway, she was having a ball. But when we got home, we said, young lady, you need to take a shower. But I don't want to take a shower. But you need to take, you're going to take a shower. We don't want you to go into bed dirty. Yeah. You're going to take a shower. Anyway, she took a shower. Now, let me ask you a question. Because she didn't want to take a shower and we forced her to take a shower, is that a lack of love? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, and and when we look at that, you can see that uh, played out across all the interactions we have with children. We inform them in the way they're supposed to go. When it comes to their faith, it's the same way. And to expect that a child is going to learn math, English, science, and social studies, um, but they don't invent their own form of math. Math is math. Right. We we inform them on the path they're supposed to go. Well, take the baseball illustration. If she if she just if the coach doesn't come along and say, okay, you need to stand by this base and need to put your glove on and right. pay attention to the game. I mean, if she continues to play in the sand for the next five or six years, at some point she's not going to be right. on that team. She's you not going to be on the field. Right. right, you're not going to be on the field. So you've got to train them in the how the game is played. Right. This is the way this game is played. Right. And math is like that. This is the way this game is played. Right. This is how, uh, you know, if you will take if you take it as a game, 
And there's intentionality right. in a lot of patients teaching kids, right? Not this, but this, not this and right. this. Yeah. And, and so that comes back to that initial thing, what you, what you were talking about, the fact that our, our children matter yeah. and we have to stand up. Secondly, when we talk about religious freedom, there's a deeper concept that's a very Christian concept called the freedom of conscience, yeah. the right for you to believe what you want to believe. And when you, when you look at that, in time past, in almost every culture, you had to believe what everybody else believed. You were forced into your religion. And what we teach and what the Bible teaches is that religion is not something coerced. It's something that is a genuine, it's between your heart, your faith, your mind, and God himself. Right. That We call that the priesthood of the believer. Right. And so when we talk about that principle... Um, religious freedom is actually the basis of every other freedom. Right. Even those with whom we disagree. That's right. Their freedom is protected by the First Amendment, which protects religious freedom. Congress will make no law respecting the establishment of religion nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So now we could, I'm sorry. So yeah. my, now my question, yeah. since, since you're here and you're the expert, does that, do you think that first amendment has enough teeth so that when two same sex attracted people want to be married in a church and the church says, you know, we, we conscientiously object to join in two in matrimony mm -hmm. because that's just our view. And then let's say there's some dust up and some horsepower like there has been in Canada. And there's pastors right. that have been in, been right. in jail in Canada because of this issue, I believe. Right. Um, does our, do you think our constitution and that first amendment, our court system, do you think it, can it hold up? I believe it. I believe it can. The, the ingredients are there. Yeah. It's a question as to whether people are going to manipulate what the text clearly says. Yeah. Or whether people are going to stand up for this very, very important freedom. Do you see that down the road? As you said, near, ever, far away. What do you? What do you well, my goodness, crystal you, ball. My my crystal ball is broke, and I can't get <laughs> see the well, future here. I'm a little worried about you. I've never had a crystal ball. Here I was thinking you're like a no. Christian pastor. <laughs> okay, so that was a metaphor. <laughs> there we go. We'll go with that. Well, you look at how things have played out in Western Europe or in yeah, Canada. I know they have attacked yeah. the whole idea of the freedom of conscience. Yeah. And, and let me just say, it's really go, though interesting. You're the one that really made me understand that is the essence of our freedom. It, that's right. It really is. And that's uh, when our, yeah. when the pill, and we talked about this a little last year around Thanksgiving, when our pilgrim fathers came to uh, Plymouth plantation, it was for this very reason. That's the reason why we came to this continent to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at what that was, what were they fleeing? That's the question. Yeah. Well, in that in the 1600s under James the first and then Charles the first and Charles the first was potentially the worst king England ever suffered under. Mm. But what he was attacking is this whole idea of religious freedom. His henchman uh, was a man by the name of Archbishop William Loud. William Loud was insisting that you not only need to conform your church to what he wanted you to conform to. He was he taught that you need to conform your mind, the way yeah. you live your life on a day-to-day -day basis to everything that he specifically was teaching. Wow. And he had taken the Church of England in a radical direction. Um, it's that there, it would take a long time to unpack. Yeah. But in all of that, that's what we were that's what our fathers were fleeing. Yeah. It was to try to find a place where they could live under a freedom of conscience.
Now, did they live it out perfectly? No. No. But but they, you look at what they started. The, they, right. They set the things in place that made it possible. Right. To to live out your your freedoms. Right. And yeah, within that, do we make some mistakes? For sure, no question about right. that. And um, but there's a there's also a correction. That's it's right. Where, and God allows for corrections, I think, and repentance, and right. and getting um, you know things right, and are trying to. Well, I I think we're probably running to the edge of our time here. Mm-hmm. One one final question I just want to ask yeah. though. Um, so one of the the things that's out there is the uh, uh, that Equality Act. Have you got yeah. any updates on that one? It's it's basically so they were going to take an action on it last week. So I don't again I don't know when this will air either, but uh, it was just last week that they were going to take an action on that. And it seems like right now that is just a lot, off the table. A lot of it it does. I think a lot of it is because the the uh, biological men that are running and and identifying as women running in those. People are seeing this like this right. is the natural outcome of yeah. of something that you know everybody can see. This is that's not right. Right, right. It's Th- there is so a man that'll be competing in the uh, Olympic weightlifting categories um, this coming Olympics, and you can see that just the everybody's talking talking about how how bad that is. Yeah, and so we're we're looking at how this woke ideology is, is playing out, and yeah. it leads to a dystopian world that is really concerning for most people. Yeah. But here the Christian reaction to all of that is is this. When we talk about how a Christian thinks, it, it we're we're called to be um vigilant. Our adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to keep our armor on. We're supposed to stay vigilant. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to start off like uh, a Christian in Pilgrim's Progress, mm-hmm. knowing that there are moments of just sheer ecstasy and glory as we get to experience our relationship with Christ, but much of this is a battle. Mm. And so it, it doesn't mean, you know, when you when you trust Christ as your Savior, it doesn't mean that you relax into a bed of roses and everything's yeah. wonderful. That's true. It means that we are called and we're awakened to the fact that there are things out there in the world that are bad for us, bad for our children, right. and it's time for us to stand up and be right. Yeah, do right. Well, I I totally agree with you. And how to do that in the right way is all those things. You know, we've yeah. been discussing that. I think you've right. modeled that really well. And I I know you've, you, for me personally, you've given a an avenue to speak truth in love to some of these really um, issues that. Okay, so now I can't be neutral anymore when it right. comes to minds of our kids. When right. it comes to you know, if you're asking me to compromise what God's word says, it's like, yeah. I, I can't, you're asking me to do something I can't do. Right. And those are things are, but, um, but how to, how to package that and present that in a way that's, uh, yeah. um, loving and not radical sounding. Exactly. Is, that's right. the, that to me is, it's a, it's a real fine line. And, right. and even, even our best efforts, I don't know that that comes across that way. Uh, that's and sometimes, and me, I think I, truth does that. Yeah. Well, it, that could be. It's the sad thing. Nathan, and you're right. True. We can, we have to make sure that we speak the truth in love. Yeah. But truth to a person who absolutely doesn't like it and wants to do everything they can to fight it. Yeah. Anything you say is going to sound. It's going to sound 
It's going to sound hurtful. Right. That's true. It's going to sound hateful. Right. That's what right. it is called. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I think we probably should land this plane. We, yes. we solved yeah. all those problems in wow. just 30 minutes. I mean, Daily, 25 you're minutes. Amazing. <laughs> We're amazing how we do that. <laughs> it's you and so, your crystal ball. That's it. Well, it, unfortunately, it's broken. If you can find out what's going to happen next, I would appreciate it. Well, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. And as always, I don't, I don't know of a better thing that we've got to do when it, when it comes to our world is to live strong and very courageous. God bless you all.